because I only have to do one thing, and that's this. So that's pretty good. Yeah. All right. And I, yeah, this is fine. We're good. We good. Hey, welcome tonight to the Toronto Beer Podcast with me, uh, Chris Schreier, your host, and two of my good buddies from Great Lakes, trying to get my fingers in the right spot. Uh, don't know how this is actually going to look in the end product, but uh, the gentleman wearing the hat forwards, you may know as Mr. Troy Birch. I'll get your official hey. title in a second. And then uh, with the backwards cap, easy to tell the difference, uh, Fabian. I'll also get your official title uh, in a second. So uh, we'll just do that right now. Troy, your marketing or something like that? Yeah, a little bit of everything. No, marketing and communication. <laughs> can't even speak. Marketing and communications manager. It's, it has been a long day today, Chris. It's it perfect <laughs> when the communications manager can't say the word communications. And then Fabian. I did that somewhere, I did that somewhere else too, Chris. I literally did that like what? two weeks ago. They said, what do you do at the brewery? I was like, I'm not going to I speak in Saying that three times, twice. <laughs> I, saw, I saw Ben Johnson was dishing on you because you should an old report card and one of your weakest uh, marks uh, yeah. the, that year was communications. <laughs> hey, to be fair, yeah. it was still like an 84, so Ben can suck yeah. an egg. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and so and Fabian, you do art and design, is that the idea? That's correct. The official title, I think, would be uh, creative director, but none of us really know what that means. I think your business card actually says art director there, buddy. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah art director. <laughs> Art director is um, a good title. Yeah, yeah. Sounds it's a well-deserved title. <laughs> I, I had this problem with my church because I was—I still am doing all of the the video production for when we were in person, but sharing the videos digitally. And now that we're back on Zoom, like I'm just kind of running all the the, the buttons behind the scene, and they kept calling me their uh, their media specialist, <laughs> their media specialist, and I was like, that just sounds awful. And so I asked if they would call me the executive producer, and they said, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I'm just checking something here. Actually, let's do this for a second. I'm going to stop this for a second because I'm worried. Oh, no, no, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw you guys on as, uh, can I make you a co-host? I'm just worried that it doesn't look like you guys are... Uh, are getting filmed. I just made you the uh, the spotlight. Uh, if I'm going to add, <laughs> and then can I add my my myself? No, I can't add myself. Well, that'd be okay. If this, I, I don't know what I'm doing with this. Let's hope. Otherwise, this might just be audio, but we'll see what happens. Well, you know I'm glad I'm glad we're in capable hands. <laughs> I've never recorded more than one other person on Zoom, and normally oh, I get the yeah, recording Chris. If, if you put it on, uh, if you if you do start over and put it on uh, gallery, so it was uh, gallery view. It was it to start with. Yeah, it should. Uh, it'll capture the whole. Um, it screen. will. All right, that's yeah. good. That's that's what I assumed. It's yeah. just normally when I do these for church, I get recording logos next to everybody in the participants that are getting mm -hmm. recorded. Yeah. And right now I'm not, but anyway, we'll go with that. Yeah. Okay. So can we start over again? Then we can start the marketing and communications part. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. not. Oh, wow. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, no, that's got to stay in. Hey, we got the, uh, we got the, uh, the, uh, whatever view where whoever's talking gets the, 
thing. That's okay. The two. You're rocking the the the. I think they call that speaker view versus gallery view. Is that what right, I'm hearing? Yeah, I don't right. Know. I don't know. Um, anyway, you would almost think I'd never done this before. Instead of doing it literally every week for the past three months. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so hey, well, let's first of all the way we normally start the Toronto Beer Podcast. We talk about what we're drinking. So, and it's funny. I think this was before we started recording. I noticed we're all drinking the same thing, which is really going to simplify the system. Uh, so I've got right here. Uh, this is, of course, a Canuck Pale Ale. Fabian, Troy's got his. Hold him high. Yep. Fabian's not going fancy. He's sucking it right out of the can. <laughs> I was saying to Fabian, I wasn't sure if there's anything specific you wanted me to drink or not, but uh, no, we have like 20 beers available right now at the retail store, and I'm on our yeah, I'm having a hard time tonight, guys, on our online shop um but yeah we have a we have a bunch to choose from so uh, i think you got a nice mix pack there the other day chris i got a very delightful mix pack and i'm very Thanks. excited about it so thank you very kindly i did notice i don't know if you can see what shirt i'm wearing here but oh, yeah. a throwback devils oh nice. yeah that's the old timery uh none of that right now unfortunately but that did make an appearance very recently didn't it that was back through christmas was it oh we had it back at halloween uh we halloween, bring it back yeah. every year uh just around thanksgiving and last until halloween it's really hard to keep track of seasons right now so i have no idea especially because i was off all winter winter. (laughs) i got that we're still in the winter man we're still in the winter no it's cold out there today so uh you might have been confused about that on account of you uh jumping in the lake all the time i do tend to jump in the lake a little bit (laughs) once a week guys once a week uh okay let's um so first of all canuck everyone knows should know i think listening to this pod uh this is the pale ale in in the province i think it's fair to say uh certainly was this was revolutionary when you guys dropped it and uh i think it's still still kicking some serious but it uh i saw you guys posted something troy about like is it hazier than it used to be did i see this right yeah we were uh we get a lot of questions about it it's our number one beer it's across the province um and so we get a lot of correspondence whether it be dms emails text whatever uh, and people ask, what have you changed with Canuck over the years? And the simple answer is really nothing. We've tweaked the hops here and there, but very minor. Um, but a couple of years ago, Lackey started to Mike Lackey, our, you know, the figurehead of the brewing. Uh, you can just say Lackey. We, yeah, we know. Lackey. <laughs> yeah. uh, he, he felt like it had more body and more flavor if we didn't filter it. Um, uh, but at the time we were. So uh, recently with the centrifuge we got, we said, you know what, let's just skip that. Let's bypass it and let's do it as it's meant to be and as we enjoy it. So uh, that's the simple answer. It, it, so is, it, a little, it is hazier, but it's there's no there's no London fog uh, uh, yeast added to it. It's the same recipe. It's just we're not going through that filtration process. So you do centrifuge it then as opposed to filter, yeah? Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I'm not asking for specifics. I know minor hop uh, tweaks as years change and crops change and stuff like that. But it's still more or less you're you're hitting the same profiles as uh, that old that old bomber with the skis on it. Not a lot of that. <laughs> I think if we drank that and and then this version, they would be two different beers. But uh, yeah, Simcoe came into the scene around mm. 2010 ish. But it really made a stamp on Canuck in like the, the 2013-14. And it's a, a pretty heavy Simcoe beer. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Fabian, your side of the uh, the equation, 
what do we call that style now that Gordy's being represented as? I, I feel like that's it's not quite comic book, is it? It's uh... oh no, no, I don't know. It's it's um, if you um, have a uh, opportunity to edit this and show like the original <laughs> uh, guy on the uh, log drawing compared to now. It's evolved um, a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very similar, but it's changed quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And this one's more um, along the lines of our rebrand lately. We've redone everything. And, um, and uh, it, you know, we just found an opportunity to kind of simplify yeah. the look, you know, and just clean it up. You know, I don't do auto trace anymore on, on the illustrator's drawings. Um, like I used to do with Garnet's and, with Patrick's now, I I uh, actually manually trace everything, oh, yeah. every line he draws, uh, like go through it all with the pen tool, and just to uh, make the lines more clean and flowing, and then so you know, and I remove a lot of cross hatching that cartoonists tend to put in there. So what you're <laughs> yeah. telling me is you're responsible for Gordy's uh, generous booty? No, no, Patrick drew that. I just, I just, uh, I just. I just rounded it off nicely. <laughs> yeah, I remember because I remember at one point it was almost more like it looked like an etching more yeah. than a than a cartoon. And I, I feel like and and this is this isn't a criticism. I think it's a good thing. You're moving away from a lot of textures and into a lot more kind of mono colors, and then yeah. using the more kind of uh, like comic like uh, like comic strip style texturing in the yeah. uh, as opposed to pen work as it were. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, there's more of a focus on primary colors first and foremost. Yeah. Uh, and that goes along really well with the with the uh, thick flowing black lines. And uh, and and as you mentioned, there's some kind of timeless yet somewhat forgotten pop art kind of techniques applied to it. You know, it, it, uh, it, it feels um, like it doesn't feel like you've tapped vintage, but it's got sort of a, like an almost kind of 60s kind of feel to it somehow in terms yeah. of the, the coloration and stuff. But but 60s modern, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like not yeah. like actually taken out of an Archie comic, but like yeah. like a, a, an homage or something. And he's cleaned up. He's uh, he's on his way to a dance or something like that. He's uh, he's coming in from the bush now. Gordy, he has a smile on his face, you know, and he's like, he's settled down over the years. If you ask any girl in the parish, yeah. who's, uh, what's the line? Yeah. Well, he, yeah, uh, he's no, coming I, from the bush. He, 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 you know what he did? He discovered Canuck Pale Ale beforehand. Yeah. He was just drinking, you know, and now he's, uh, now we got him. He's a craft guy. I like how carefully you stepped away from actually identifying a brand, which I just went to do and was like, no, if Troy didn't, neither will I. Let's not <laughs> <laughs> nice. let's not piss anybody off tonight. <laughs> um, super, super cool. Um, so we're all having that. Uh, as an aside, just in case somebody's sleeping under a rock, um, Canuck, super hop forward. As you say, like Simcoe plays into it big time. I haven't really... Hmm. Sorry, my wife's uh, making some nuts and bolts right now, and I just got a really big whiff of uh, like sort of a savory. It's like Worcestershire sauce or something, but uh, but yeah, like it does all the right things. You get a bit of citrus. It's not quite tropically, maybe a little. Yeah, I see you've got good lace, and I keep moving my glass so I don't. Uh, 
but yeah, and it, you get a bit of that piney kind of Simcoe thing going, but it's not like crazy aggressively hoppy. It's not squeaky at all. It's very delicate in the, in your mouth in a way. Um, but I can totally remember when this was like, whoa, what did I just yeah. have, man? <laughs> the IBUs have tamed quite significantly over the years where uh, we used to say it was in the 40 to 45 range. Then we moved down to 35, but um, that's conservative. It's probably around the 25 to, to 30 mark now. Uh, a lot of the hops are going into Whirlpool and secondary, like maybe 5% at the, at the most would be going into kettle. Yeah, I was going to say, because my expectation, one of the changes, even if the recipe hasn't really changed too much, is there's such a bigger understanding of the usage of hops now. And like, yeah, it, gone yeah. are the days of 60-minute uh, IPA clones, basically. Yeah. Well, <laughs> to, to do a little humble brag here for Lackey and, and the brewing team, uh, no one was doing that back in 2010, 2012 in Ontario, and we really with our IPAs and, and the early iterations of My Bitter Wife and Octopus Wants to Fight and yep. uh, Lake Effect even for, for that, we we started throwing a lot in secondary. So huh. uh, we it's just because we like to drink them that way too. I got to tell you, I've told this story before. I probably told it on the podcast before, but uh, I remember it was like maybe the second, it might've been the second of, uh, do you remember they used to do the uh, IPA showdown or whatever it was called at Volo? Volo, yep. And uh, it was it was still at Volo whenever it was happening. It, and it was it was the casks. And so they'd have, they'd have them set out. And I remember, I feel like, there was 16 beers, I think. And it was like, it was the first time I had Duggan's number nine. And I'm trying to remember some of the other beers that were there, but I vividly remember I was still back in like my like goody goody beer two shoes good days. So I think I probably brought my own pen and stuff like that, you know, and, uh, and there was the scorecard. And so I was doing it blind, like you, you'd mark them blind and I was doing it blind. They were all just numbered. And I remember I was like, okay, that one. And I was making, you know, uh, giving it scores and, and descriptors and all that stuff. And I had, I was probably eight or nine in. And uh, you kind of, you set like a benchmark in your brain. You know what I mean? And you're kind of marking around that benchmark. And then I had, I had one literally, I, I, I like, I went, what, uh-oh. And I took a sip and I was like, shit, that's Karma Citra. And I was like, I literally need to move that <laughs> this way. And I had to go back through all these other beers and like subtract marks off because I'm like, I can't give it tens. Like I can't just throw tens across the board. It doesn't work that way. But uh, but I remember thinking, and I had no, I had no knowledge of like, the function of brewing at that point hadn't done any home brewing hadn't done any collabs anything like that and i remember thinking they've got to be doing something different like this isn't just a better recipe there's something different happening right here that's dynamically changing the the beer and it was yeah night and day night and day i've done yeah. that i've done the ipa challenge at volo before and so i know exactly what you're talking about yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, then, you, then you hit a beer when you know exactly what that one is and you're like ah yeah <laughs> yeah chris you and i go way back to the the blogging days i feel like i should have done an introduction yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh i was a judge for uh, many years at volo for the cast festival or uh, the IPA challenge, and I can remember the same thing that you're saying. And I think it was my bitter wife in 2010 or 11 that uh, that won, or it came in second. But I remember some of the IPAs back then going, like, we don't have these in Ontario, and all of a sudden we had some, 
Yeah. And we had a little bit more, um, but no one was doing them year round. Uh, and we didn't even launch a year round IPA until 2018, which is, you know, with octopus wants to fight, but, uh, I can remember some of those early IPAs, uh, that Lackey was putting out that, uh, half Nelson back in the day. Yeah. I remember that one too. Yeah. Those yeah. ones that uh, people don't like, you know, we New Englandized them. Uh, well, didn't the, didn't uh, year, didn't Knucklehead win? Knucklehead was a ca- it was a cask beer. So yeah, it's cask it was, version uh, yeah. of Canuck. That's Canuck right. Would right. Double dry hopped. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So those were the those were the great days of experimentation. Yeah. Uh, when I remember the, the project uh, Project X uh, nights too, and yeah. like you never really knew. Hey, actually, that's not true. You guys would normally at least give some promotion, like oh, we're we're tapping these three or whatever. But like you never really kind of knew what you're getting yourself into, and you get yeah. there, and like sometimes it'd be like oh, that's bolts, and other times you'd be like eh, hmm, that yeah. one was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one I remember when before my time with uh, Gray Lakes is they did a the Polish sausage mm-hmm. uh, beer, and oh, it was good. garlic and and peppers and what was it that was gummy bears one or two? There was a gummy bear one in the yeah. cask that actually melted in the summer. Yeah, uh, and the gummy bears then coagulated and formed a big blockage and clogged so the uh, clogged the well. spit <laughs> yeah. and everything yeah. no i remember <laughs> the the polish sausage lager uh because that was that was a project x i remember and it was like i think it was right before christmas because i was playing hockey and i went it was a friday night that time because it was normally i think a thursday and it was i think pre-christmas they did it on a friday and i was going to hockey and so i drove to great lakes guys i was responsible okay <laughs> i had a couple of small sample glasses of beer hung out with lackey a bit but i remember i said i was like i gotta try this polish sausage lager and he was like no you don't and i was like no no come on like give me a glass and he was like you really don't want this man he's like it's not good and i was like come on give me some so he gave me like a little glass and i took a sip and i was like hmm you're not wrong and i was like you know if this were soured it would almost taste like pickle brine and he was like, would that have made it better? And I was like, no, but it would be a thing. Like, that would be a thing. And literally, he was like, dump buckets right here. And he, like, pointed below the cask. So I dumped out the rest, and he gave me a fresh glass of something. And that wasn't even the worst beer he's ever done. He did uh, He did the Baby Vomit Supreme. I uh, remember that, too. <laughs> but, you know, we, we found bottles of it oh, a couple years ago, our 30th anniversary, so 2017. And we had uh, a couple people from another brewery over, and we popped a couple of bottles. And the smell in the brew house, it went all across yeah. the brew house, and it was something else. But yeah, those were the those were the good old days. I grew. And you had the pickle like, brine idea there. Throw something there. at the wall. <laughs> yeah, the pickle brine idea. I bet you Ben Johnson was behind a curtain going, "He's lost his mind." And I'm reaping the benefits. Exactly. So hey, <laughs> he did really a, quick, we, we did it. Oh, just that, 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 that he did. That he did the build. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, do you and I just remembered? Speaking of beers that Mike made that were of questionable. Uh, questionable. Oh my god! You have one, dude. Look at what's going on in here. Can you see all that sediment? I'm scared to open it. I wouldn't open it now. How would? How do you even have that? <laughs> I got this. <laughs> that's a, I think that's before a, you worked for the company. Oh my God! No, that was uh, the last time we did that. Would have been that's in a that's in a that's in the old school uh, forty bottle though. That's an it, old it's, English. It's in the a, OE bottle, repurposed, yeah. and it came in a brown paper bag. Oh dear! 
<laughs> that just had it, it had uh what, what, i guess it was uh dbm it's just a it's, dbm in man. sharpie and i'm pretty Dirt sure bag mcquag or malt liquor for fine gentlemen the the paper bag has long since gone oh the way of the God. buffalo but that's moved house with me if you say 2006 that's that it was moved house with me at least probably. eight years or eight yeah. times i mean yeah that was probably the last time that we did it we we used to take that beer uh to tap takeovers right um and then we quit doing it because it just got so messy so we'd actually pass the bottle so it's hard to imagine now covid times whatever right but, I, no uh, i remember bobo doing that he would break one out and crack it and then just pass it around and people would just be slugging off of it yeah we took it to uh the woolwich arrow in guelph the last the, the last time we had it we did it for one of our tap takeovers and we took a case. So we had 12 bottles and we literally passed them around the entire establishment. And we had to drink that? it till the end. It was like 2015, 16 was right, the last yeah. year we did it. Yeah. Um, and needless to say, there's some pretty uh, amazing stories that <laughs> transpired because of that. That's amazing. That uh, not a lot of people remember. No. So at and risk on that, I'm just going to take a break for a second, guys. I need another beer. And unlike Chris, I don't have a, a seven-year-old malt liquor. <laughs> One second. <laughs> or a beer fridge within arm's reach of your chair. I was yeah, going right. to say, I, I kind of buried the lead on this. Uh, I got really excited. We were already kind of talking beforehand. But uh, just in case people are wondering... Uh, the reason why we're doing this, for, so for one, it's pre-recorded, which you might have noticed because we're not doing this live. Uh, and for two, like, okay, so why are Fabian and Troy on the show tonight? And it's because, of course, Great Lakes has got an anniversary coming up. You guys are putting a ton of uh, of emphasis this this week now. Uh, this is, you might not know this, guys, but it's Monday the... Today is Wednesday, dude. It, no, Troy, if you're watching this at home, it's at <laughs> least joking. Monday. The I'm trying to do the math right here. Troy just Eight. exposed the business, damn it. <laughs> I can't believe you gave the way. Um, but but so that's why they're here chatting. And then funny enough, when, when uh, Troy and I were chatting about possibly doing this, I said, look, everybody is like, oh, what's Lackey doing? Blah, 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 blah. I, I, Lackey's a great dude and I like him. But I was like, Ben just had him on the pod. Like, let's do something a little different. And he was like, what about me and Fabian? This is what Troy said. I said, actually, that's really perfect because I've actually known you both outside of Great Lakes for quite a long time. Fabian, a little bit longer, but not a whole lot more. But just uh, by way of introduction, because you guys gave your official positions at at, uh, at Great Lakes. Uh, I tried to anyway. I tried to. Yeah, give it a boo, 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 boo. But no, Troy and I first met because <laughs> Troy used to have a blog that I can't even tell you the name of anymore. The Ontario Beer Blog or something like that? Uh, the first name was the Great Canadian Great Pubs Canadian. and Beer Blog. Great Canadian Pubs and Beer Blog, that's right. And it turned into Great Canadian Beer Blog. Yeah, that's right. Because it was a national beer blog at the time. Yeah, yeah because there was very little happening nationally, so it didn't take much to cover. <laughs> I was the I think I was the first person doing an actual truly national and I had done some work for Taps Media at the time too, so I was literally traveling the country, so. Yeah. And yeah. so we met because I started a blog. I actually started it not that I mean, I was interested in beer, but the main reason why I started it is I wanted to learn how to build WordPress based sites because at the time I was a freelance web developer. And that's how I did it was, uh, hey, Troy, you got, yeah, there you go. I was going to say you're rocking yeah. a bit of a uh, foam stash. Uh, 
so I built a beer blog and then I started using it. But then what was crazy was without much effort, people found it. And then I kind of had to start doing a bit more. And one of the first people I reached out to, of course, was, was you, Troy. And you very generously, I will say, you got me on the uh, LCBO sample panel list. Like you took me to events. You introduced me to tons of people, like tons of people. <laughs> and uh, literally probably like at least a year or two's worth of, of pounding the pavement work. And Troy turned it around for me in about a week or two. So that was that was something. And then, of course, you know, We've both, I don't really blog anymore. I do some stuff on Insta. I do this, but uh, we've both kind of found our own streams and that's good. And then Fabian, of course, and I used to work together at Castro's Lounge where we both cooked for, we probably cooked together for what, maybe two years, Fabs? Maybe two years, yeah. Yeah, a year and a half, two years, something like, something like that. I think I was there a total of three or four years and you uh, came in on the second or third yeah kind of back and, half yeah and and uh then you you took over uh buying beer yeah 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 so don't do too too much of that these days we were saying off off there before we've both kind of made ourselves effectively redundant uh and of course covid's made us completely redundant uh so uh so yeah but still I, i'm still involved there i'm still involved that's how when people ask me what my involvement is i go i'm involved i'm involved mm-hmm. I'm involved. (laughs) But yeah, so I've known both of you for, well, I mean, Fabian, when I was working at at Castro's with you, I remember I had an ultrasound picture of my son, Ben, slapped up on one of the walls. And uh, Ben's uh, now 12. He'll be 13 in August. It's been a minute. I asked you before off air uh, the the age of Ben. Yeah, it's been that long. Wondering... Like, it's been uh, in 13, 14 yeah, years. The yeah. time goes, eh? Time flies. But anyway, like so that's... The, like the horses over the hills. That's right. But so that's why I have these two fine young, uh, not so young, uh, like myself, <laughs> gentlemen on uh, tonight. Uh, so to get to that now, because that is why we're here, the anniversary coming down the pike is 34? 34, yeah. man, yeah. Yeah, that's 34. right. Yeah. And, it's hard uh, to imagine that Great Lakes, literally as a company, is four years younger than I am right now. It's um, uh, to think when, you know, I'm running around at four years old and a brewery is starting in Ontario. Uh, and look at us now. Uh, look at yeah, us so 34. now. Look at yeah. us now. Uh, and, sir, I'm getting another beer. Actually, wait, let me ask it a, a question and then I'll get the beer. <laughs> while, that's while, while it's being answered. Exactly, because I can still right. hear. I just don't have to be looking while I'm doing that because I want to go after one of those bursts next. I oh, think. the magic of radio. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> guys, it's not even Monday right now. Um, uh, what I was going to say is, so because of this, we're now allowed to talk about the uh, the brew pub, who I, I'm assuming, Troy, you want to grab the lead on this, but go for it, Fabian, if you want to dive in. Give us the, the 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 foundation, the basic info on on the brew pub in downtown Toronto. Downtown Toronto, uh, yeah, Fabian, you can talk about the the art because uh, I haven't told Fabian this, uh, even though I saw him from a distance today. We have been getting a lot of love for the the new art that we've created for uh, for uh, the brew pub. So yeah, oh, we cool. we went live today with the announcement. Um, it. Uh, some people have said it's uh, one of the worst kept secrets and maybe industry wise, but uh, uh, we officially announced we're opening and uh, the goal is for the fall of 2021. So this fall at 11 Lower Jarvis, which is Queens Key and Lower Jarvis on the north side. So we're not actually on the water, but 
uh, we're pretty damn close. Um, and a lot of people, the, a lot of questions, like we've received a lot of feedback today and it's been just, it's been one of those invigorating days where, um, everyone said, you know, congratulations, this is exciting. And then why, why are you guys doing this now? Um, because you signed the lease two and a half years ago, two and a half years ago, you got it. Yeah. So, uh, in 2018, we, we looked at a lot of places and Peter had looked, Peter, the, the owner of Gray Lakes had looked at a lot of places before. Um, and this is what he says is 20 years in the making. He's always wanted to do something and it just felt like the time was right just after our 30th anniversary. Uh, in 2017 so we found the spot uh he signed the lease then there was some delays in in uh the development as normal and then COVID hit so more delays um we just got the keys on the 11th of january so we thought why not just go live now let's make the announcement now let's get some uh video put together and let's let's give everyone the news um 6, square feet uh units five to eight we're going to have 20 taps, uh, a huge retail footprint with uh, with taps in the retail store, 20 feet of uh, cold fridge, backloaded fridge, which uh, to consumers, that might not be a cool thing. But to people in the industry, 20 feet so of backloaded good. fridge. You is know so what awesome. I'm talking about, eh, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, I could I, I, I could tell you stories, but yeah. For the amount of yeah. retail we do in Etobicoke, we have actual fridges. It's two cases per row, and it's just like, oh, my God. Someone will walk in and go, I'll buy four cases of Canuck. And then you got to empty the fridge, and then yeah. Yeah, anyway, it's just so. Uh, yeah, it's it's just north of Sugar Beach. Um, we're really excited, and uh, uh, the brewers, we're going to have a rotating schedule of brewers coming in. So uh, one week, Nick Perry will get to own the show down there. Uh, brewing, you know, his English style beers. And then next week we'll have Griff down there, um, Griff Tobe, uh, doing whatever he wants to do. And so all the brewers will have their own personality and stamp on their beers. Um, we're going to do a lot of different food options, which will pair with the beer. We take that stuff seriously. Um, and at the end of the day, it's just going to be a, a really chill, uh, fun vibe going on down there um, in a pretty cool wide open airy uh brew pub that's super cool and so i actually i obviously used to spend a lot of time right across the road there but uh it's a it's a condo going in right so you got a couple of floors above you a couple i think yeah 34 in that tower yeah um and so we're joined by there's a george brown campus there there's uh oked has uh, offices uh there's a french university the remix project which uh, I can't wait to learn more about these guys, but they, what they do is they help, uh, underprivileged and, um, uh, marginalized, uh, kids and, and groups. <laughs> Tell Jules we say what's up. Yeah, and, uh, and they get them in to do different art, uh, projects, artscapes there. So we're really excited about, uh, moving in and getting to know the neighbors. Super cool. Yeah. Um, Fabian, you want to talk a little bit about uh, getting back on your track? I actually had a question I was going to ask you about kind of when we were talking about the labeling and then we got sidetracked, um, but it had more to do with this sense you're saying like updating and keeping it in line. Um, and of course, there's a period there. Uh, and no offense, Troy, but uh, there was a period there when Great Lakes's labeling was a little bit all over the map. There were a couple uh, that were like this. There was 100%. a couple like that. Yeah. That was uh, pre-Troy, pre-me. 
Yeah, and, and it feels like you've done a, a, a real brought kind of a um, maybe a voice isn't quite the right word, but there's a unifying kind of theory. So, I mean, the first question yeah. what I was going to ask is, do you have a style guide you work to now? Like, do you have a an overarching plan, or do you kind of drop and drag things in? Well, well, all three of those things, kind <laughs> of. Um, um, really, what makes the uh, the the unification work is um, is the uh, template, right? So you have the you have the main panel with the logo on the top left, and then the character and uh, or the illustration, and um, and you have the bands that you're dragging your fingers across right now, and. Um, and uh thank you julie hi julie i don't know if you can hear because i know fabian's on the headset but hello little sign language thank you for giving him the beer <laughs> anyway so yeah that's pretty much the unifying factor and what goes on in the middle um is the uh illustration and the um and then the colors differentiate each brand yeah but then but the uh, the goal obviously is to be able to see it out of the corner of your eye in the LCBO and say, "Hey, here's a Great Lakes beer." Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. The key is if it isn't shelved like that, but instead it's shelved more like that, you still kind of go. You, you know still know what it is. Yeah. So, is there gonna be? Have you been asked to pick out paint swatches and? Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> bric-a-brac for the shelves. Well, I do have my uh, paint on solid and. Coated and uncoated uh, swatches right here. Very important for a uh, designer to keep <laughs> and, the Pantone uh, close to hand. And, you know, and I have my kick-ass convex monitor over here. And <laughs> it's the thing that's making me really shiny right now, actually. I found that if I put a, a Word document on my right screen, uh, the white gives a really nice color You'll cast. get that lighting. Yeah, yeah it's perfect. Yeah. It's better than a ring light. Yeah, even better. But so is there, are you guys doing any mural work at the, the new spot? Is there going to be like big Gordy on the door? No, there's basically, um, there's basically um, like with the uh, brew pub branding, there's, um, there's kind of a unifying set of uh, uh, branding icons, iconography and everything like that. So it'll, it'll tie in nicely. It's, um, it, the the number one challenge was when designing the logos and the iconography for the brew pub was to uh, not stray too far from what we are while at the same time fitting into the new neighborhood right so and uh and i think we achieved that and uh you know and then uh, and then of course the other one was uh how to uh, create a connection with a yet to be established community yeah. which is really important and uh and and it turns out that's a kind of a no-brainer because that's what we do well anyway with all our community efforts and everything we do you know and uh you know so basically i started with the logo from the uh same kind of vision that the city's urban planning for the precinct was in that the toronto the toronto waterfront revitalization program was all about you know with uh with their principles about architecture urban design and 
and uh, landscape architecture and all those things. So lots of open spaces, uh, building height zones. So the closer you, you are to the water, the more your height is restricted. Yeah. You know, and that's designed to maximize the connectivity with the main feature of the thing, which is the lake, you know, the water, you know. So what I was saying, I what I was saying today too with the the announcement, or what I was saying last week with the announcement, um, was uh, last Wednesday. Uh, last Wednesday with the announcement that um, the the logo uh, for the brew pub looks pretty simple. It looks like oh that didn't take a lot of work and it, it's it's clean and but it, and it's simple. But Fabian took a long time on it, and I'm not saying that as a negative thing. I'm saying he put in the time and effort and the care and attention that we really wanted. And, uh, his, his long answer there was, uh, he put, he invested a lot and I love it. The brewery loves it. Um, and it really does tie in. And I was saying earlier, all the ingredients that he's put into that, uh, logo for the brew pub, the water, the, the, uh, the malt or the wheat, uh, and, uh, the hops, and then it's encased by a circle. It literally is talking about it's bringing all the ingredients in, but that circle em- uh, emphasizes community. Um, and so it, it's a killer logo, and it, he did a really good job on it. Um, to answer your question too, from murals inside the brew pub, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have some pretty kick-ass um, uh, art on the walls, uh, much like we have at the brewery where we have the giant octopus and yeah. uh, some different murals inside. Um, so we're going to be working, hopefully, uh, without divulging any um, secrets that don't happen with a street artist that's out in Etobicoke, uh, who's going to come in and do some, uh, take our art and then make it um, have his flair uh, to it. Yep. Uh, so it's going to be pretty vivid. Um, the brew pub itself is black and white. Uh, those are the colors for the logo, and that's what we kind of, we want to go with a clean. Uh, approach to it and just like Fabian's sweatshirt that he's wearing tonight uh the GLB we we we've always been a blue and white brewery but we're we're really digging the the black and white um kind of a clean approach right now super cool I love it um yeah it's interesting I was thinking about I know I know it's not to say that I, I don't think there's been intention there's been intention but the nature of the way that the retail and the the um I guess bottle space, bottle shop space at, at Etobicoke. It's been very um, slow to evolve. <laughs> slow, yeah, and and in steps. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know when the last time you were there, but we've actually painted the walls, uh, so mm. it's now white when you go into uh, uh, the brewery. It's not 1950s wood paneling uh, that uh, you know we tried to cover up as best we could, but. Um, the brewery was built in the 1950s. It won an actual Massey Award for architect. Really? Uh, won a, yeah, it's a. It was a, a Fabergé uh, textiles perfume. I was about uh, to ask what it was before it was a brewery. So yeah. Yeah, and so in the parking lot on the east side, where people park to go into a retail store, there was a reflection pond, shining the building all glass. It would shine off the reflection pond. Huh. Um. The original windows in the retail store from the 1950s are still the ones that are there today. Uh, so it, it's something that if Peter was to make a big investment, it would, you know, we'd have to do a major um, uh, redo of the inside space. Well, and part of it, I think, like there's, 
I know, like you've done stuff because I remember where the the Project X thing used to be. That room's been blown open now. It's part of the uh... <laughs> pre-COVID. It turned into the Canuck Lounge, so we would host right. uh, birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, uh, yeah. you name it. Any kind of event. We had uh, we had one year old birthday parties inside there. Uh, we had some uh, wedding receptions. We had trivia, and we had some food in there. And then COVID hit, and now it's. If you walk in that room now, it's uh, where we store our malt. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking the other thing, I, like, actually, to be honest with you, I, I don't even know if this problem has been remedied. Um, but I, I recall not too distant past, the nearest bathroom from the retail store was the staff bathrooms Upstairs. in the office space. Yeah. <laughs> but what's interesting about that and where I wanted to go with this, thinking about what the building had been before my perception had been that it was like a 1950s ad place that maybe had like, a, well, it's funny, textile was the first thing I thought, or or maybe not textile manufacturing so much as like fashion, like, like an actual uh, assembly space. But the reason why is because you've got that, I think of it always as like high school hallway flooring. It's and then those- the terrazzo floor, yeah. Yeah, the stairs that are like the open- like with the, the window and everything yeah, and yeah. it's like it's a, it's you, a very you, you almost expect to hear xylophone jazz playing and <laughs> exactly though right yeah, but like yeah. yeah yeah it felt it just had this vibe of like i mean yeah. obviously i knew it hadn't been a brewery its whole life mm-hmm. and but yeah just like that that's interesting that that's what that building was that's exactly what i would have guessed uh yeah. would have been yeah yeah something in like the fashion-y designing world that's that's mm-hmm. interesting um <laughs> but yeah m- what i was trying to get to with all that was like whether you were going to make them distinctly different or if you're going to try and unify the 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 feeling across the two places and it, it sounds yeah. like the latter yeah it, the latter um with with some of the etobicoke's not our etobicoke but the, the 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 brand some of uh the brand will be showcased inside the the brew pub and that will be our characters coming to life mm-hmm. um uh, and maybe not even characters, but brand elements will be coming to life on uh, surface walls and, and areas. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, uh, definitely the uh, elements, um, like with the brew pub logo and our traditional uh, newer logo. <laughs> I don't even know. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. um, but the, but it the most important thing are the uh, elements, right? The uh, yeah, yeah. the ingredients, the beer ingredients. And, yeah. And that's that's what that's what ties us in, you know, as well as the uh, the whole philosophy of the brewery, you know, keeping in with the community. Yeah. So I'm going to touch on the the anniversary celebrations happening this week. Uh, This week, this week on Friday, this week on on Friday. Friday. But uh, uh, before we do that, I got a a more kind of general question. Um, I think, Troy, this is going to hit a little bit more on on your domain, but Fabian, by all means, jump in. Um, What kind of conversations have you been having around, like, with in terms of staff and maybe uh, intra-brewery with other brewers? Um, Like, I mean, I know we don't know, but what what do you guys what are you planning for in terms of future stuff, uh, in terms of things like events or connecting? Um, you guys, a lot of the breweries, but you guys especially have done a really good job staying present and staying relevant uh, with social media. Still running familiar contests like the the lacing contest mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, but obviously, like the 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 game board is 
completely different now yeah. um within reason i know i'm really kind of throwing you on the spot here but what sorts of things are you thinking that what does what does 2022 look like to be a brewer in ontario do you think uh, well, fabian said it numerous times and I've, I've alluded to it as well but uh to give a marketing answer it's a community we literally rely on the community and we engage in the community um we do a weekly newsletter and it might not seem like the biggest thing in the world to have a newsletter in today's market but uh the feedback we get from every single newsletter we can see what people are buying and when they're buying and uh the, the feedback they give us so oh, when's this beer coming out uh the brewers um literally working non-stop to produce one-offs uh because people want that w alongside their canucks and their bursts and their haze momas and octopus uh beers um so those are the two main things i would say is we we stay connected to the community through uh, a weekly newsletter social media um uh, but having the beers being released uh we shut down a retail store in um, march 2020 um we didn't open it until october so we were allowed to. We were allowed to reopen as an essential business. Uh, we chose not to. We chose to do curbside, and then we chose to do a garage door. You come to the garage door. But the day we opened the doors to have people come back inside, four people at a time, uh, the smiles, the, uh, the the love, the encouragement, it just started, it kick-started everything I, again. Uh, when it comes to events, uh, we have no plans right now. Uh, we're not even looking ahead to say, in, you know, with respect to people like Les Murray and Toronto Festival Beer and, and stuff like that. We can't plan for that right now. Um, and our licensees. And well, I'm going to get to that. Yeah, I was going to get to that. <laughs> second, but uh, uh, the events first is um, both internally and externally. We're not we're not aiming and we're not planning for those right now. We're planning on retail store, LCBO, and getting the beer from our house to your house um, uh, next day delivery. So I think uh, the short or the long answer is we're going to continue with home delivery at both locations. We'll be delivering. Um, we're going to stay ultra uh, local. Uh, we do get a lot of flack um, uh, for not offering province-wide shipping. Um, it's probably one of the more uh, most commonly asked questions that we get on a, on a weekly basis. And it's literally because we we want the product to stay as close to home as possible. Uh, and, but we're also running out of product um, where uh, if we started to open up to uh, to Kingston and, and Kitchener Waterloo, uh, we would be shorting our LCBO run. And at the same time, we're trying to get our LCBO uh, program uh, more beefed up so that we can have like, right now, Fabian, I think what well, we have 10 beers at the LCBO. Yeah. Uh, as of that many, eh? Yeah. Well, right now, yeah, it's just, it's sweet. 10 skews right now. And it's yeah. crazy. It's like, and they're and they're fresh. That's the key yeah. thing that we're, we're, we're still focused on that freshness. And, uh, um, so again, long answer, Chris, uh, at 2020, that's uh, what we want. Long answers. Yeah. <laughs> 20, 2022 yeah. right now. It's just, we're going to focus on, uh, our community, just continuously pumping out volume and, and, uh, working with the community. We have, uh, we just signed on today again. Well, we didn't sign on, but we agreed, uh, to do another round of, um, uh, beers and fundraising for the Gene Augustine's, um, center, the Jean Augustine Center for Young Women's Empowerment. Um, 
And so we just, we had a, a meeting with them today and we just signed on to do another big fundraising drive with them in May. Uh, we're going to be doing the Autism Awareness Month again with Shining Through Centers, which will be donating a lot of money uh, through the proceeds of a beer we do with them. Um, Daily Bread Food Bank. So again, uh, focusing on our neighbors and community and uh, keeping it close to home. Again, very that's, long. That's always, that's always been the way, just to uh, cap off what Troy was saying. It's always been the way like, with uh, Great Lakes is you know what connection with the community whether it's the franken horner center or daily or bread. Uh, daily bread or or um the uh, shining through center for autism and everything it's always been you know our thing to uh Sorry, I had a burp there. <laughs> you know, but that's but that that for me as a designer makes it easy for me to come to something with an approach like the brew pub logo or you know, nice. Yeah, yeah. Back to that, you know. I and just we have, uh we've never been a brewery really either to to talk about that either, Chris. We we normally just do it and um and then it, we move on right we do the next one yep yeah. um and i think beer now has become uh it's more in the spotlight um what you're doing it's not what you're brewing it's what you're doing too yeah. it's so totally. um i hum it's humbly arrogant for, for me to say this on behalf of the brewery but we've always been doing that we just now need to talk about it a little bit more and um I wouldn't say we need to prove ourselves, but it's sometimes you feel that way. Um, so now we just talk about it a little bit more um, and, I think, and, and showcase what we're doing. I think the the sort of the generous spin to put on it, if, if I may, um, is that uh, there's a general desire in the broader kind of consumer population in craft beer to be supporting people who are doing good things. And so it's not so much that you need to prove it. You just need to make it yeah. apparent. You know yeah, what I, I mean? Think on, I think I on guess. social media. Yeah. yeah it's like yeah. on social yeah. media, you need to. And like yeah, I say, yeah, I'm yeah. being a little generous yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've, I'm also we've, aware we've of always, Though Chris, Chris, <laughs> yeah, and you'll understand this, this term, this uh, phrase is that we've never let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. And we, you know, <laughs> you know, we've always, just done what we do because that's what we do, you know, and yep, and, totally. And uh, you know, we're we're part of a neighborhood, you know, and the neighborhood is, you know, whether it's the internet or Etobicoke or yeah. East yeah. Bayfront or whatever, it's you know, it's all it's always we're part of it. Yeah, man. Know? And the, there's no other way to be. That's one of the things we we uh, train when we. We train our staff on social media, and it's always um, you have to or you have to be what you are online. You have to be offline, and you have to be offline what you are online. If those two things don't jive, people are going to see right through you. So, yeah. if you take a guy like Barry Pletch and you see what he does on social media, 
he's the exact same person yeah. off of social yeah. media. Oh yeah. No, um, no, I so. disagree. I think he actually turns it down a little bit on social media. He does. <laughs> turns it down on social. I think yeah, he turns you, it yeah. up on social. No, no, I feel like you get, you're, you're not getting the full. You're not getting the full, get full berry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Full need, berry is a. Full berry is a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a name, Fabian. I think we just came over. Chris just came up with a name for the a fruit beer. Are. The full berry. Hey, yeah. hey. Full berry, Barry, like was... I did not say it was a fruit beer, man. <laughs> no, that was all Troy. <laughs> As in Barry, Barry. Oh, with an know, E. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, classic, but okay. So I've just cracked an octopus. Love it. Don't even need to talk about it. Done it before. Beautiful IPA. Throw me your 34th anniversary deets, and then we'll we'll Wait, dust our hands. On. You got that new can it. there? Let's see it. Okay, if you want to talk about the can, um, I think. 98% of it is significantly better, but I do have one complaint. What? I, I like the, the eyes. anatomical eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned that on the... Uh, on the social uh, media. On the interwebs. Everything there, else yeah. is better, but I, I liked the barred uh, uh, pupils on, yeah, on the eyes. Yeah. But hey, you, know, you, know you can't please everybody. On, you know what my comment on that is, Chris? And um, and I've heard, we've heard it from a couple people, um, is the, the eyes on the new octopus give him our pet octo it it, it it brings them together it's actually a it's not a person but it's a living thing and yeah. um, it gives them a personality like he's does. he's like yeah. he's like he, he's like shooting a promo at no, you when he's looking at he's real like I was, yeah. no, no, I was gonna say he's not he's not real he's personified yeah. It, there's yeah. you've added a, a human i realized boxing gloves are not a thing an octopus normally wears uh so you also and they don't wear band-aids um, yeah. i saw oh, my wow. octopus teacher there were no boxing gloves or band-aids in that movie but um, uh, but it's he's humanized by giving them circular pupils yeah. versus the bars but the bars speaking of things that I, are bars i just hit my printer um the bars were badass like they just looked oh, yeah. hard He's hard. still pissed, though. He is still pissed. He's oh, yeah, still, still, pissed. Pissed. still angry. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Uh, so, okay, 34th anniversary this Friday. Yeah. yeah. This Friday, uh, yes. This Friday. What do, we, what do we got coming down the pike? What, uh, what okay, are we doing? I'm going to try to condense this, but it all started with Drunk Pokeroo, Mr. Rob Arsenal, out in uh, Stony Creek. Uh, for those of you that don't know Drunk Pokeroo, just Google Drunk Pokeroo. You're going to find out a lot about him. Um, uh, but he started it. He takes a day off. He started about five years ago. He takes a day off work, uh, stays home and drinks uh, great lakes beer all day. And he said, you know what? I, I just want to celebrate this brewery's birthday. I have a good day. Just have some fun with it. And we really respect that. So, uh, this year I called up Rob and I said, listen, man, we're going to take over GLB day. We're not going to take it over, but we want to use what you started and uh the hashtag glb day so follow along um rob's going to be posting a lot of content throughout the day um we're going to be posting archival images videos um probably every half an hour we're going to have something new on all three of our social channels uh we're gonna have uh five new beer releases um coming out on wednesday this wednesday uh at 6 30 so you can get the beers for thursday not we're gonna thursday. have 
no, we're going to have the beers on Thursday. I know. Uh, we're, that. Yeah, we're not yeah, releasing them on that. <laughs> um, and so we're going to have, uh, and these are really special beers this time around. Uh, we're going to have uh, Body Double, which is a Belgian double. Uh, we're going to, uh, it's can conditioned. So it's been like three months almost that we've been uh, conditioning this beer. Uh, we have Zyzegen, Zyzegen, which is a, a Doppelbach. And uh, so that uh, that um, lagered or that aged for nine weeks. Um, oh. We have uh, Audrey Hopper in making a comeback, our Belgian Classic. IPA, so with delightful. a new look as well, too. Um, we have... Uh, we haven't announced it yet, um, but we have 3.4 or 34, which is a triple, not quite a quadruple IPA coming out. So uh, 11% IPA in short cans. Similar to 10-ish, anyone? <laughs> Back in the day. Um, and then, uh, Fabian, what, what's the last one? We have one more that I'm just now oh, blanking geez. on. Is I've done so many things in the last week. <laughs> I know, two, right? I don't even know. Uh, uh, damn, uh body double audrey hopper i'm glad i'm not the only person who didn't make notes tonight this is good yeah. <laughs> i literally had some earlier but uh um absacker mm. absacker how can we oh Absacker. of course yeah. absacker um, so that's a beer you're going to see a lot more in 2021 uh, and moving forward in 2022. That and Fruit Shop, and we're going to focus a lot on those two beers. But those uh, are both so lagers, right? Beers, those are one's a Hellas and one's a, one's a German Pils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Absacker is the Hellas. Fruit yeah. the yeah, yeah. Fruit is uh, Troy. Uh, those two uh, unnamed yet to be named lagers that I've been working on lately. They're not out for a couple. Weeks, they're not for next uh, they're not for the 34th note so i've been um, i've been yeah. uh, i've been uh, exploring some uh graphics and stuff and uh and uh that's some nice gov lacing but uh the uh yeah. the uh win the there's a couple labels coming out <laughs> that i'm just like i'm all giddy about they tickle me I like it when when you have a project that feels that way. When you're just like, okay, cool, let's do it. Let's move it out now. Let's it's an on. ongoing thing with me, actually. <laughs> I love working for this company <laughs> well, because it's like everything I'm doing. It's like it's a new thing, you know. So I don't. I'm not sure how much longer we have here, but I will. I wanted to do. I wanted to get a little uh, plug in for Fabian if I could. And maybe now is the right opportunity to do so. So take Fabian, it away. Yeah, Fabian officially joined us as a full time. Uh, GLB employee in November. November 1st, he came on board full-time. Uh, he's been with us since 2012. Uh, him and I both joined the company in 2012, me full-time, and he was a freelance doing uh, uh, the new look, the 25th anniversary beers, and then Gordy and Pompous Ass, um, which is Gordy's Canuck Pale Ale. Uh, and uh, in 2018... 2019 he started he invested a little bit more time with us and we brought him in a little bit more than uh part-time uh but we we actually ripped the band-aid off and said okay man it's time for you to come in we need you here five days a week uh and he has done so many amazing things in the last year with covid uh he's never been busier uh he's never been faster um he's developed i don't even know how many new labels he's done the write-ups for he's done the uh, the artwork for so all of our alphabet series 
which is all the loggers. Fabian has done all the write-ups. Um, he has done all the artwork for those. Um, a lot of the new brands that you're, we're coming out with, the Karma Simcos, um, which I had that provided that amazing lacing. Uh, he's doing a lot more direction on the look and feel of the cans um, and offering input and stuff like the brew pub and the and videos uh, the, where we make announcements. And so I just want to say, I want to give a plug out. He's sitting there right there. I want to get a smile out of him. Um, he's one of the most respected people in Ontario craft beer. Uh, and he's done an amazing job with us at Grey Lakes. And like, we're, we're humbled and honored to have him on the team. And, uh, and I, you know, even through COVID, but uh, not not anymore because of the lockdown. But it's a pleasure to drive him to work every day. <laughs> <laughs> We're all yeah, extenders no, here. Yeah, that seems yeah. about right. That seems yeah. about right. Fabian and I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think about. I have a story that Fabian and I were involved in, but it throws somebody who's still involved in the restaurant industry under the bus, and I don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> I'll just find say, a way, man. Find a way. I know. I'm trying hard here. <laughs> Fabian and I went to bat together one time, and I didn't know how it was going to turn out. Oh, yes. I know what you're talking about. But anyways. I'm not, I'm not going to say. I'm just going to say, if anybody ever tells you that they think they could make a burger in a microwave that would taste as good as a burger off of a griddle... Sometimes you need a person to go to bat with you. And Fabian was that guy. And um, we prevented what I could only describe as an actual travesty from taking place. I'm not going to say we where. We I'm did. not going to say who. And, again, you know, and, uh, and also, uh, we are brothers in integrity. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's just leave it at that, I guess. Yep. That's it. So uh, we I already can... mentioned we worked at Castro's Lounge together <laughs> earlier. Come on, Dad. <laughs> Fabian and I have had our shirts off together at a lot of Christmas parties, yeah. but uh, uh, no, I, I can. I mean, I can't echo your exact sentiments, but yeah, no, I would say, I would say, yeah, uh, that was a coup. Uh, landing him is a uh, a real coup. So congratulations. Well, thanks that. guys. Thanks to both of you. And then, <laughs> Fabian, what would you no, like to say about yourself now? <laughs> but seriously, no, it's been it's been really good, and it's been uh, personal growth wise. It's been amazing doing this, you know, because it's it's something uh, that I found that that is me, you know, yeah. that is actually me, you know, that I can, uh, you know, put something into you know putting 100%. together the uh pretty, putting together the uh the 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 the, the studs in the drywall you know you know which i've done before but i can <laughs> i can actually say that this is like something that's my me and it's my signature and it's uh something that that great lakes has allowed me to do you well, know, and and to be a, fair, in a way, not not, and that sounds weird aloud, but no, no, but I, I, I was actually going to say, and then and then you said exactly that phrase, and it's true, and, and Troy uh, can relate to this probably to some extent too, which is Great Lakes does a really good job of bringing in people in a role, and then letting them figure out what their role actually is going to be. Yes, <laughs> yeah, right, hundred uh, percent. A great <laughs> example is Fabian. Another great example. Matt Bod, we just brought him in from, um, he, he was with us years ago on the canning line. And then he went off to bar hop and found yep. himself and made a big name for himself, uh, doing some amazing beers, 
Uh, now he's our distiller. He's doing all of our gin sodas, the strawberry and lime, and the vodka, vodka soda. soda. Uh, but he's also been very instrumental with the brewing team. And we have a beer coming out. Uh, it's it's out already right now, actually. Uh, Export Porter. It went live uh, on uh, last week. Um, and uh, What? Uh, so, so he... he <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it went live last Thursday or Friday, last, probably, yeah, Fabian. Thursday, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he's uh, he developed that. Uh, he helped work on that. Uh, one of the the best beers of 2021 so far. I know we're only in uh, the start of February, but uh, the old Dusseldorf, the alt beer, fantastic oh. beer. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And he uh, that was him. He that he helped uh, create that with Nick Perry. Who Nick Perry is just an amazing brewer, and we're so lucky to have him at Great Lakes too. Um, and let's go to Belgium for lunch, a Saison, a can condition Saison. That's Matt's beer. Um, so, again, we brought Matt in and just said, you know, he's going to find himself. And and uh, he's doing some awesome things with the team. And same with our brewers. Like Nick Perry's doing English style beers. We always get criticized from, well, some people, uh, a couple of particular people about doing all New England uh, beers. But then you look back at our 2020 list and we're like, yeah, but we did a lot. But look at all the other beers we did in the styles. And uh, Nick Perry does English beers and German beers like flawlessly. Uh, and we're always in, yeah, and yeah. we're always trying to improve on those. So, um, yeah, we have a great team from, well, every department is just, it's uh, people, people are there for fun and, and excitement and uh, they put everything into the, into the game. Yeah, and I, I'm willing to bet in the past 34 years, there's been people who came in and didn't didn't kind of grab the bull by the horns, and that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. you find your own thing, you do something else, whatever. But, I, I mean, I'm not going to pretend that I know even most of your staff, but I know enough people <clears throat> who've been involved with Great Lakes, and, and that that is really the story, is you there's a person they work with you either they create their own role or and i mean the first person that popped to mind as i was thinking about like alternative uh models is is bobo is rob hearn who was sales rep i think he did lcbo right he was lcbo yeah Yeah. but he got playing a little bit on the on the pilot he was doing some brewing he ended up going and leaving and starting his own wildly successful homebrew and Mm. brewery it's a little bit of a mix-up uh yeah but that's yeah, yeah, I should say Shortfinger Brewing out of Guelph, I think. Kitchener. Kitchener. Yeah, it's the same place. So, Chris, man, literally, we. Um, it's north ago. of Steels. <laughs> <laughs> or west of the river. I don't know. Right. <laughs> years, years ago, uh, when I was at Taps Beer Magazine, um, I think it was Marella Amato. Uh, she wrote an article called uh, Where Are They Now? And she tried to find a lot of the Upper Canada. Uh, people like doesn't matter what role you worked at at upper canada because yeah. when that brewery closed they scattered across the province they started yep. new breweries they worked for you know creamers and marketing and uh, sales reps went all over the place three of them did okay <laughs> three of them did a three fire and sybil uh, greg's wife that's right yeah so, yeah so, yeah we should say four yeah. of them really yeah. more four more than them. more than four of them did okay yeah. yeah, because everybody's in the industry still, pretty much. Sybil, Sybil yeah. deserves a lot of love for that the growth of that brewery, yeah. the Steam Whistle. It's not those three guys that she was right there, um, but uh, 
it would be interesting to do a, a Great Lakes one too, because we had a guy named Bad Blake um, who uh, moved out to Alberta and oh, helped start up OT Blake. Brewing Company. Uh, we had Mark who started on our pilot system, but in the retail store too, along with Blake. He's at Goose Island. Um, we have two yeah. uh, ex-employees grinding at uh, Godspeed. We have we have Alistair over at Godspeed, but um, and and Stephen. And Stephen Brown over at Godspeed. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. Um, uh, we have um, Tim Ferryman, who started with us, and then he went over to Town Brewery, and then he was with Mascot, mm-hmm. and now he's starting up another new brewery. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of people have come through Grey Lakes. Emily Emily uh, learned to brew at Grey Lakes with Lackey on our pilot system, and now she's brewing in I'm, I'm pretty sure she's still at Forked River in London on their main system. So there's there's a lot of people who have come through Great Lakes over the years that it was the it was the first step. Ren Navarro, uh, first step. Erica Campbell, first step. Yep. Uh, Jen Reinhardt, first step in beer. Um, so we were able to, we brought a, a lot of people in and said, here you go. Here are the reins. What yep. are you going to do for the brewery? Yeah. Oh, also, and, uh, and, speaking of Jen Reinhardt, by the way, uh, she's our boss now. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Jen runs the, the retail channel, so she's yeah. she looks after LCBO, So she needs uh, shit. We got to get it to her. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she's been a very calming presence in uh, in our lives, uh, for sure. But it's, it's interesting to look at, you know. <clears throat> Again, I don't want to point fingers and say one person's doing something wrong or this person's doing something right. But y- you see a more um, there are definitely breweries that have a more corporate kind of hierarchical thing. 100%. And, yeah. And and if you get hired to do job X, but you realize you want to do job Y, well, you're going to go somewhere else and do job Y. Mm-hmm. Um and that's not to say, I mean, you listed a variety of people who went on to, they, they easily poured it out. Um, but my perception is, and it, ah, it's so cheesy, I almost don't even want to say it. But I mean, it's great, like still has a bit of a family vibe to it. And so there's a sense of like, yeah, go, like, yeah, this is what we do. You're part of the family. And then sometimes you go out into the big world, you know? Yeah, 100%. Uh, we have a guy, Alex Whitlow. Everyone knows uh, Whitlow in the industry. Uh, he joined us from Moosehead, who, where he was previously at Steam Whistle, and he became our external events guy. And he he put in hours, and he was, you know, he, he ran dogged in the summer, like just he was everywhere. And then one day he said, you know what, I want to get out of the city. I want to go east. I want to go to like Belleville, Kingston, and I want to be a sales rep. And we said, okay, give us time. We'll make that happen. Whitlow's killing it in the East now. He's doing LCBO because the bar industry right now out that way is still COVID. <laughs> Shuttered. Um, but he's still doing he's still doing well with, you know, can and uh, bottle sales for bars and restaurants. Mm-hmm. But um, he is just killing it out in the in in the East. Um, we brought on a guy, Lee Ecclestone, uh, uh, who has got a name in the craft beer industry as well. He started at FNM and they went over to Palmy's. And uh, when Pommies sold to whoever they sold to, uh, we were like, this guy can represent us in Southwest Ontario. Just a mm-hmm. down-to-earth, humble guy who just slays. That's all he does. He just goes out and he's, he's authentic and he's just, he, he's, it's all about the love of the beer. Um, so, you know, guys like Barry and, and uh, people like we had uh, Emily who worked with us from Guelph and she moved on to Wellington Brewery. But we were like, 
that's a great fit for you. You deserve to go to Wellington. You're from Guelph, but you you did some amazing things for us here, and you opened a lot of doors. So um, this industry, and when you talk about corporate structure, there are breweries that are bigger than us that have that. There are breweries that are smaller than us that have that. Exactly. Um, yeah. I don't know, Chris, how many people you've had on here, but you know, I'm mm. on my fourth beer. Fabian's probably, I don't know, Julie's only brought him one, but we're a brewery that likes to drink. We're a brewery that likes to have fun. We're a brewery that tells it as it is. Julie! <laughs> and uh, um, I think that at the end of the day, to be, again, to, to use your term, cheesy, is we're just, and I hate this word, but we're authentic. We're just, we go into work, and we want to we want to do great beer, uh, do better things than we did yesterday, and have fun doing it. And yeah. um, that's what the whole brewery is all about, and... And is he getting his beer? Oh, no, 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 I don't think so. Now, I love this. I don't think we need to get a cracker out and put it on the floor just yet. But uh, um, I totally agree. I think, yeah, yeah. My only wish is that Great Lakes was closer. And it sounds like in we're getting there months. Yeah, you'll be a bike ride again. I know I can ride to Etobicoke, but seriously. Mm. And then what am I going to do? Put 24 beers on my bike? Forget about it. But, uh, we're uh, working on something for the brew pub. Um, yeah, we're working on something for uh, take home, an easier transport. Oh, yeah, interesting. But again, that's fall twenty twenty. We'll do this. Yeah, that's fine for now. Uh, I've kept you guys long enough. It is getting late, and I know Troy, you've had a heck of a day. Uh, Fabian, you probably you know same day as ever any other. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah, I get that, I get that. Uh, but uh, I will let you guys roll. Um, so just to recap, uh, this Friday, 34th anniversary, all day there's going to be uh, all day. media. Yeah. yeah. And join in on the fun. Just use hashtag uh, GLB day. That's it. GLB day and uh, show how you're celebrating uh, their 34th birthday. I'm trying to think back to my 34th birthday. Uh I have no memory. So uh, I had kids at that point. So who who cares? Uh, But, uh, but yeah, it'll be a good time. I'm not taking the day off, but I will, I will join in a beer uh, once I'm home. Uh, Ideally a Great Lakes beer. Uh, So yeah, dudes, thanks for coming on, hanging out. Really good to see you. I mean, for mm. no, if if it turns out that for some reason this is completely unusable and it was all for naught, I had a ball just hanging out and talking. Well, there you go. I don't yeah. get to sit down and just hang out with buddies and drink beers that much anymore. So it probably was unusable on a commercial level on account of Troy's ramblings. But uh, but you know Man, that yeah, guy just right. doesn't you're shut right. up. Yeah, <laughs> my ramblings and I am the marketing and communications. Communications, Yes, communications. Anyway, dude, you do, and you'll clean that up. Hang tight with me for two or three seconds. I'm gonna wrap this, turn off the recording, and then we'll say our goodbyes off air. But. It is now Monday the something. Um, I'll be back at you next Monday uh, live uh, with a beer in hand. I don't know what, because that's a long way away, more than seven days. Uh, So we'll figure it out. But I will be back. 
My deepest thanks to my good buddies, Fabian and Troy. Happy anniversary, guys. Uh, and and happy birthday to uh, uh, Great Lakes. Uh, thank you for joining us and for all your uh, fantastic insights. It's been a lot of fun. I, managing three people, it was right on the edge of my limits. Four might have put me over the edge, so this was perfect. Uh, but I appreciated it nonetheless. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, uh, yeah, we'll be back in a week. I'll talk at you sometime shortly after 9 p.m., and next Monday. Cheers, Chris. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers.